something wonderful took place in Peter's conversation with Jesus. And it is a conversation that each of us is called to have with the Lord, not just once, but throughout our lives. But first we have to pay attention to a little detail we normally just gloss over, the charcoal fire. When was the last time we heard about a charcoal fire? It was in chapter 18, verse 18. The Lord had been arrested and brought before Caiaphas, the high priest, for a mock trial. And Peter huddled around a charcoal fire with others, warming himself in the cold night. A charcoal fire is not designed for light. It is designed for heat. But what little light it does emit, it distorts everything. It was by this distorting light that Peter was absorbed into the darkness of the world by denying Jesus three times as Jesus predicted he would. But in our reading this morning, Peter is before another charcoal fire, but at dawn, not night. It was in the dark confusion of night by a charcoal fire that Peter denied Jesus. Now at dawn by a charcoal fire, Jesus, the risen Lord, the light of the world, was going to offer Peter redemption. And Jesus asked Peter a disturbing question. Not once, but three times. Simon, son of John, do you love me? But why did Jesus call Peter Simon, son of John, when, Pe when Jesus gave Peter Peter's name? Petras, rock. So why did Jesus take Peter's name away from Peter and call him Simon, son of John? In denying Jesus, Peter denied himself. He denied the intimacy that he was privileged to have with Jesus, and he stripped himself of being a disciple. When we deny Jesus by our words and actions, we too destroy ourselves. When we give in to the darkness of the world, to all of its distortions, its lies, we allow ourselves to slip away from Jesus. We erode, and sometimes even rupture, our identity as an adopted son or daughter of God through Jesus. Jesus did not call Peter, Peter, because Peter was no longer Peter, the rock on which Jesus wanted to build his church. Peter had to decide if he wanted to be Peter, or he wanted to go back to be Simon, the fisherman. The Lord specifically asked Peter, do you love me more than these? Referring to the other disciples. Why? Because in chapter 13, verse 37, Peter boasted that everyone else may leave you, Lord. Mm -mm, not me. I'm, I'm there for you, buddy. I got your back. I'd lay down my life for you, Jesus. But as we all know, the power of darkness and fear melded together 
and took over. And Peter denied Jesus. And he denied being the Lord's disciple. Now in the light of dawn, the resurrected Jesus, the divine mercy, offered Peter an opportunity to repent, to be restored to the dignity of being a disciple and the dignity of being the rock of Jesus' church. For each denial, Peter was asked to profess his love for Jesus, but here too, Peter's humanity struggled fiercely. And I find great hope in this. In the first two questions that Jesus asked of Peter, the Greek word the Apostle John uses for Jesus' statement, do you love me, is agapos, from agape, sacrificial love, in which one places the needs of the other, even that person's life as more important than one's own. And twice Peter says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, but Peter used the word philo, which refers to the love of friends, the bond of affection that friends share. Now, some biblical scholars think this is just a matter of semantics. Uh, the difference in the words means nothing. I'm not a biblical scholar, but I really believe it does mean a great deal. Jesus was asking Peter for sacrificial love, but the best that Peter could offer was the love of friendship. Peter still does not understand what was going on, what the resurrection will mean for him, and the trajectory that Peter's life would be taking. You can sense in Peter a growing frustration, perhaps even fear. Fear is an awful thing. What would Peter be afraid of? Another failure. It wasn't that Peter wasn't trying. He was. Peter was simply not at the level of love that Jesus wanted from him. And this begs the inevitable question. As disciples of Jesus, are you and I at the level of love that Jesus wants from us? And so Peter was distressed, deeply agitated, and I suspect profoundly hurt when Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? But this time, Jesus did not use the word for sacrificial love. He used Peter's word, the love of friends. In his divine mercy, Jesus accepted Peter where Peter was and simply said, follow me. In time, Peter would come to love the Lord with sacrificial love, ultimately being crucified during the persecution of the church under the emperor Nero in the year 65. The divine mercy, having full respect for human limitations and free will, would patiently wait for Peter's growth in love. And the divine mercy patiently waits for our growth in love. What I find so comforting in this gospel 
is that Jesus sees all that each of us is capable of being as his disciple. We, however, are often blinded to our potential by our fears, by the guilt we feel for our failures. And we often beat ourselves up with our failures, falling into an habitual sin, failing to live up to our commitments, the hurt we may have created in other people's lives, all the lies we tell to escape responsibility for our choices, all of which just feeds the darkness. But for the divine mercy, the greatest sin is as nothing when brought to Jesus for healing. Mercy always scatters the darkness. Mercy always replaces fear with hope. Mercy always empowers us to grow in love.